Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast. My name is Nick Thomas. I'm here with the lovely Dr. Robin Hall, as always. How are you doing, Robin? I'm excellent today, Nick. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. We're recording a little differently this week. Yeah, it's a, well, it's better. Uh, well, I like I like recording on the Lord's Day. It's Sunday. Do you like recording on the Lord's Day? Well, sure, because we're, it's like we're getting ready to go to church. And so what better way to prepare for church than talk about God? That's so, a good point. Yeah. yeah. I see. Okay. So confession time. Part of me feels slightly convicted because it is the Lord's Day and you and I are technically working. Oh, because you're working. Yeah. Like that. No, it's always good to, to do good <laughs> on the Lord's I Day. I know. I mean, I realize that there are caveats in there. Sure. Um, and obviously we're doing the Lord's work, right? right? I mean, okay, that sounded so arrogant. Yeah, I, I know. I really didn't mean it that way. Our podcast is doing God's work. <laughs> hey, when well, we pray, do we do we say we pray before every podcast and I, I say this is your podcast this is your stuff let us god, correctly god, yeah. this is your not not robin this is your yes yes god this is your podcast let, and let you know speak through us all that yeah so i don't i don't mind saying that but <laughs> i, I also it. have the knowledge that we pray beforehand and sure maybe yeah. our audience doesn't <laughs> i didn't i didn't mean for that to come off arrogantly at all i all i meant is that our hope as you guys know because we iterate and reiterate it over and over again is right. to benefit the kingdom for god's glory yeah in this little niche area of right. mental health so and so uh, i'm very excited about that and it'll you know i like because i we live so far away from uh, apology you know, i like dialoguing in my head what do you mean well uh i'll read scripture or i'll think about something before i go to church and then it's like um you know, it's like preparing my mind for such things. Now, I don't always do that, but I'm saying that uh, preparing your mind you before you go there is like actually, orient. Right. right I get right. it. Yeah. I mean, that's good for any situation that you walk into. Sure. Right? I mean, prepare your mind kind of thing. And that's actually, well, we'll get into the nature of the topic in the uh, 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 of what we're talking about today. Uh, but preparing your mind beforehand would be good. And so you'll understand what we're talking about. But first, I want a uh, uh, little bit. We call it housekeeping, housekeeping right? And so, yes. Um, please go to a couchdivided.com. You, got, you guys have been. I uh, Again, I can I can look up, you know, who's, All who's the been going in there. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. And so we thank you for going to our website. And we creep on you all. Yeah, we Millions creep on you guys. Yes. We, we just creep on you guys <laughs> yeah. to see, like, who's going where and doing what. Yes, yes. Um. <laughs> If you just heard me say millions of dollars, just because that that Robin just sang, and prior to <laughs> us recording, she said, 
what did you say, uh, Robin? Did you missed your opportunity for millions of dollars. I didn't record her rap, but um, you guys missed out on a gold uh, a gold record. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it needs a little bit more cowbell. But uh, <laughs> I can't believe you outed me like that. I know you're turning around. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So what I was saying before we started. So I had my son in here. Yeah. And we were like just kind of messing with um, our brand new amazing recording equipment that Nick knows all about. And it's very, the right. the like board it. is, it's got all sorts of fun buttons and lights on it. So right. my 13 month old is very interested uh, in yeah, it. Right? It's colorful. Yeah. So we were playing with the microphone. And then when Nick came into the room where we record, I told him that I had clearly missed my opportunity to make millions yeah, as a funny. singer. <laughs> and then I asked him to drop a beat, which he did faithfully and immediately. And it was pretty good, you guys. Maybe we'll do like a live I, I do video have, of it sometime. I do have a tiny bit of beatboxing skills, but <laughs> nothing like I've ever heard everybody that actually practices it. But, well, you know. and clearly nothing in comparison to my rapping skills. I mean, I just... Uh, yes, no, no, that, that was that was top. That was That was platinum. <laughs> It would have went flat yeah. and ran away. Maybe if you guys are good or actually more appropriately really bad, we'll we'll share it with you I, as a punishment. I, in the I was thinking about bringing my GoPro uh, and just having it set up uh, here oh, and, and, and doing well, just just to, just to do clips, uh, you know, later on uh-huh. um, in the week. And so I wish I just wish I would have got dang that. It. Yeah, dang it, dang <laughs> that would have been awesome. So yeah, that is so funny. So um, a good friend of mine, we um, a few of us from the church, we threw her. A baby shower um, on Friday. And um, that morning that we had been, you know, talking in a group chat for weeks. And um, that morning I sent a voice message um, with the two other ladies that were like, we were all working to plan the shower. And I sang, you know, to her like, today it is your shower. (laughs) But you do have a good voice. Just silly. No, I mean, it was so silly. Um, But I also did a dance. And um, (laughs) one of the other ladies that was listening to me was just like, I can't believe I didn't know you were going to do that. I would have had my camera out. (laughs) And then we could have sent the video of you, like your full dance song to Hannah. But anyway. I know we're so excited for her. Her little baby is due so soon. Uh, and we we've deviated uh, deviated off topic so much, but I like this kind of dialogue. <laughs> so I hope you do too as well, because yeah. we do have lives outside of this. Well, <laughs> so yeah, we are we, we are people. We are people, right? <laughs> and we do lots of things. Right, um, right. But uh, I, I mentioned the website. I mentioned the couchdivided.com. Thank you for going to that website and listening to the podcast. That's why we have that uh, yes. up there. Uh, we are going to expand it in the future. We're going to have uh, add more stuff. Uh, but Parisa, uh, you know. What it, what that takes is time, and time is money, money, right? Uh, and so, uh, since I'm not going to be making millions, yeah. With so my singing since career. Robin's not going to make me be making mi- uh, millions singing, and my stand up career is over. <laughs> was never good at it. I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but um, maybe we missed the mark here, Nick. Maybe it needs to be a stand up sinking singing duo yeah, oh my go. gosh i said sinking right Freudian we'll slip. make millions on the worst of <laughs> things you know what i mean <laughs> but i you know anyway, you know I, i'm not we think we're funny i mean yeah, we amuse I, each other so we uh, hope you guys enjoy our ridiculous i think humor. i'm the william hung of comedy yes <laughs> oh my god who's it. william hung you don't remember william hung from uh from american idol like the, the awful singer he was oh, an asian guy oh that was his name <laughs> yeah william hung 
Oh, yeah, I so yeah. remember him because yeah. I was literally watching a, an episode of Arrested Development. Like oh, he was two on nights. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this I'm giving myself away. I love Arrested Development. Um. There's a whole like storyline where they're prepping for George Bluth Senior's yeah. trial, and they bring that guy. Oh, really? Onto yeah. the show, he does the theme song for I the, sing from the hot the Judge the Reinhold little yeah. bit they're doing. Anyway. I digress. If you guys haven't seen Arrested Development, don't watch it with your kids. It's I, highly inappropriate in terms of, um, well, innuendo. There's not a ton of t- terrible language. It was a Fox show and there's no nudity, but it, don't just watch it. Watch every, it amongst it, your adults. Everybody knows what Arrested yeah. Development is. I don't think so. Uh, well, they've heard of it. I right, feel like right. it had such like a campy, like, you know, It does following. have a cult following. Yeah, cult following. Um. Anyway. So so go to our website, continue to listen. You will have an opportunity <laughs> to um to donate to uh to us. Um uh so we can keep doing what we're doing. We uh, I describe it as keeping the lights on and it does it does help. Um and so we thank you uh, for the donations that we received so far. Thank you for going to the website. Uh, it will be expanded for your pleasure and hopefully something that you would actually enjoy going to. Right. So. We hope to keep putting up lots of new and cool content. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we don't know sure. what this year is going to bring, but we're really excited for our lineup and for all the people we're partnering with. It's really cool. And I, I've determined that I'm not a very good Instagrammer. What do you mean? Because uh, all I have is meme ideas. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I want to be doing more in, in videos. And so... I might be going over to the YouTube platform oh. to, to produce those things. Uh, again. Um, uh, oh, wow. Can you hear Toby? Oh, do we the, hear the oh, baby? Yeah, the machine. This is how good this new equipment is, guys. I can pick up my I son know. crying from I the other room. I do hear him. I know. That poor baby. I don't know if he's crying or if he's just talking. Uh, Hold it, on. There's let's a, listen. There's a lilt to it, like a cry lilt. Everybody needs a little oxytocin here, so let's just listen to him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, wait, that's not going to give you any. No. <laughs> he's crying. <laughs> he's probably hungry. My husband is probably getting him some yogurt. Oh, that's funny. He gets a little, when he sees the food coming, it's yeah. almost like it's so close I have to right. be louder. Right. It's really cute. Anyway. So the nature of our topic today, we, we, we talked about preparing your mind. Yes. And the reason why I say this is because the nature of the topic today is what, Robin? Love. <laughs> It really <laughs> you said that so facetiously. Love. I'm sorry. Um, well, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. No, no. Well, yeah. yeah so we're recording this. So this is pretty sun- timely. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. That you we did were doing. I no. did this on purpose. You didn't? Okay. No. I was just following your lead like I always do. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so we were intentional about putting this topic today. Sure, sure. Um, we're recording it the day before Valentine's Day. You guys are going to hear it the day after, but it's Valentine's week. So here we are. Right. Um. Maybe we should have done some research into St. Valentine and done a little. I bet a lot of podcasters are doing that, though, like doing like the history right. of Valentine's. I don't care. <laughs> I think St. Valentine was, um, um, if I remember some stories correctly, he was attributed to a lot of like healing and stuff like that. Like he would pray and people would get healed and stuff. Like Wasn't that. there some saint that was like a Don Juan? I'm not type? sure. Okay, yeah. hold on. I'm going to I'm Dr. Google here. I see we're going to consult. Um, I'm sure like wiki will give a relatively, um, which is always a good source of information. Yeah. We highly acclaim and esteem wiki, um, facetiously. Okay. St. Valentine y'all was a third century Roman saint. Well, they're all okay. Commemorated in Western Christianity on February 14th, Valentine's day. Um, so apparently, 
From the high Middle Ages, the saint's day has been associated with a tradition of courtly love. He's also a patron saint of epilepsy and beekeepers, hmm. apparently. Okay. That makes well, you a saint. He was perfect at it or something. Yeah. If you guys are interested in St. Valentine, you have access to Dr. Google just like we do. So good luck. Yeah, um, just don't pray to him. That's We're not talking about St. Valentine today. We are talking about healthy romantic relationships. Right. That's the nature of our topic. Now, that's why I said, I mean, I really want to hit this uh, uh, again, uh, preparing your mind, because a lot of people, I think, that go into relationships and then expect that they're going to develop healthiness. And it's probably good to understand what it is before you enter into those kinds of things. Okay. Right? I totally understand what, you, what you're meaning, but can you explain that a little bit more? Like... People go into relationships expecting that the relationships will make them well. Right. You know what? I always describe. I remember. You remember that that movie, Big Daddy. <laughs> okay. I remember the trailers to that. And, oh, do you? Right. I, I always remember the trailer to movie, <laughs> uh, because it's the trailer that tries to prepare you of what you're going to see, and then all of a sudden you're disappointed because it was nothing like the trailer when you go in there. Right. But that's usually the, that's usually the way they do it. Well, that that Adam Sandler movie. Um, they made a, a a big emphasis on one scene when they're in a park and Alan Covert is talking to Adam Sandler and says, so you're going to adopt this child as a way of bettering your relationship, just like the way that women say that if they were only pregnant or had a, a child, it would bring you closer together. And so that was his version of what women usually think or, or the stereotype, right? Um, and... And that's not well. I, yeah, I don't know what we should say. Like what women think. I think I that can be a stereotypical thought. But that's where they're going in to in relationships. It, it is not uncommon to believe that if you're having difficulty bringing a child or something else large to distract right. you from your problems, in will make everything better. Exactly. And so that's not a very good um, um, way to think about intimacy and relationships or to to try to keep your relationship or children or even going into that relationship you know what i mean um and so it would probably behoove oneself to understand what the nature of relationship is before they enter into it which is my point i gotcha yeah so um uh, i like very much what you said except the word behoove don't do that believing that um a relationship um marriage will fix all of your garbage right oh um you're gonna be very disappointed yeah, in fact what it does i think truly um is bring it to light force it to center stage and then subsequently force you to deal with it or not i remember early on in my walk with christ and needing to be sanctified in a lot of areas uh, which by his grace he, he he's, he's done doing, yeah. and he's done and is doing right right um you know i struggled with, uh, with anger and panic and anxiety and one of the number one thoughts that i've had amongst amongst others uh was nick you're not going to bring this into a marriage at all you need to fix it why because i understood the emphasis uh and the beauty uh, of marriage from a biblical standpoint if that's the case uh, then divorce is sin, and I don't want to go towards that at all, and I don't want to rock the boat inside of my marriage because of anxiety, anger, depression, all that stuff. Sure. I don't want to bring that in, or at least want to have it mitigated to uh, to a uh, to a you know like a, a like a, a two instead of a ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because well, you're always going to have something. I think I think control like controlled or controllable. Right. You want right. to have self control. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
And that also what helps your partner. What well. what Nick isn't saying and what we're not saying is that people who suffer from suffer with depression and anxiety shouldn't get married. Um, but if you've got areas in your life that are out of control in regards to symptomology, I mean, then it, we're, I mean, this is in any area like if you substance abuse, if you've got anything that you are idolizing right or not taking care of and it's putting you in a position to not be a healthy partner right seeking help and getting well is a good important thing right right um but we <laughs> we understand like god saves sinners right wretches yeah so you always going to bring in something you know yeah. like we're never this side of the resurrection and eternity we are not going to be perfect no so we can, you know, essentially predict without any, like, error that we will struggle going forward right, as right. individuals and in our relationships. It's just going to happen. And that's the reason why Paul gave us an exhortation. And he even said himself, you know, he said, imitate me as I, as I imitate Christ. However, he didn't want to, um, uh, you know, disillusion anybody. He also said, and I haven't obtained it yet. But I go forward. I make it my own. Make the gospel my own, and I go forward. Right. Um, that, so that's in the hope of the resurrection of the dead. So having that hope, though you're not perfect, allows you though to interpret your current, um, you know, situation and better yourself. Yeah. Um, and so it's that's a small tour right. of what the resurrection of the dead looks like. But obviously, it's not there. A yet. small tour, yeah, like a on small our tour. Yeah. like the tour we're gonna do as a rap singing duo. Yeah, there stop, we go. Slash stand <laughs> <And> up <laughs> comedy. <laughs> and I think that's what actually sanctification is. Um, you know, uh, at its core, is preparing you for yeah. the glory to come and making so, you more right. like Christ, yeah. like the image of Christ. If right? you were perfect, you wouldn't need to be sanctified, and therefore we wouldn't even have this conversation. I mean, and the place. truth is, like, we can't even imagine that. So we're I we're digressing slightly yeah it's um, good it's good to have but um so what we're going to talk about today essentially is we're going to do a little compare and con contrast right. of what the world and by the world i mean our world like are here in the western united states right. um because they're different cultures and different countries treat mm -hmm. this differently and so we're going to speak to what we're familiar with right, right which right. is um our cu culture here sure. in the united states so what Americans, essentially, or people here, um, kind of secularly agree or contend with being the tenants of a healthy mm -hmm. partner relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're going to talk about how that compares to what God says about right. a healthy relationship. So, um, you know, Nick and I are coming at this from two different perspectives. I mean, we always do. Mm -hmm. um, he is a single man. Mm -hmm. I am a married woman, mother. Um, and I actually, I have no idea if I've shared this before, but James is actually not my first husband and I am not his first wife. So mm. both of us have also been through divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, so you and I are coming at this right from very different historical experience wise. Mm -hmm. Um, and then dif different present experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think that's going to be awesome yes. for our conversation. And, and I like the way you broke that down too as well because we're obviously uh, have an audience that 
is both in, in, maybe oh, yeah. in, in our exact six, same sure, situation. People that are, you know, never been married, people that want to be married, people that are married and don't want to be. Yeah. We, I'm sure we've got all kinds of kinds out there. Right. right. Um, but this is this is such an important topic um, because. Uh, well, for so many reasons we're going to get into, but God loves marriage. OK. And he gifted it to us. Right. For very specific reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has very. He's v- outlined very clearly for us what that relationship is supposed to look like. And that's where we extrapolate. OK, this is what it means to have a healthy relationship. Right. Right. Um, so but anyway, I thought we would start with um, with the secular relationships. Gosh, okay. man, I feel like I should be wearing like a little house on the prairie frock. And bonnet when I say when that. Say, yeah. Secular. It's is, that what, is that what you feel? Remind, yeah, I feel like I should be in a Mennonite holiday somewhere. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So when we were prepping for this episode, I wrote this little note at the top of our like outline that I think breaks us down really mm. well. Um, so the difference, right, between mm. a healthy quote unquote secular relationship or worldly worldly relationship and for this conversation we are focusing on romantic okay Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of kinds of relationships um we didn't if you're interested go back and listen to our um even if you're not interested go back and listen to our episodes on communication like yeah yeah, um but for this conversation we are talking about like the partnership that exists between two people romantically Right. right so world versus christ um, so at the heart of a healthy romantic relationship for Christians is Christ. Right. In secular relationship relationships, your happiness is mm-hmm. at the core. Right. So you've got two entirely different focal points. Right. At the bottom of one, right? At the foundation of one, you have mm-hmm. Christ. You have what he did. You have who he is <laughs> i mean i could go on and on and at the bottom of the other you have you right and so and and that's the difference that i wanted to make and, and so in a christian marriage you have christ um speaking to it collectively as a man and wife and then also individually as sons and daughters but then in the secular marriage it's hard to collectively look at happiness without putting yourself in the way, absolutely, you know, you know, right? So you end up being selfish in that, in that, in that aspect. It's, and so we see a lot of that in today. It's, uh, you know, it's all about the individual person, my happiness. I'm, no, I'm just not in love with you anymore. All that stuff, right. you know what I mean? That's usually what that, that says. And so the divorce or as far as marriage in a romantic relationship, uh, as far as marriage goes, is highly probable mm. uh, in that case without a biblical foundation. Hear me, because I know that Christians get divorced uh, but it's usually absolutely. not based on, in, in, in biblical, you know, well, uh, it thinking. So, yeah. or, or they are absolutely biblical and yeah. totally supported. Um, but it, like, if you're a Christian and you divorce, you get a divorce and we we've skipped through like, you know, dating and all that to right to marriage. Um, but if right. you do, if you get a divorce and you do it for any of the, any reason other than what God specifically in scripture permits, mm-hmm. right. You are guilty, right? You are guilty, and you'll be held accountable for it. Right, so, right. Um, I think a lot, like to kind of pull the metaphor that God uses throughout Scripture, in the heart, at the heart of one, you're building your house, you're building your relationship on rock, mm-hmm. and on the other, 
it's you're building it on emotion. You're building it on feelings which are flippant and transient, mm-hmm. um, not accurate, right? Very, very subjective, mm-hmm. not objective. Um, and that's like quicksand, right? right Sand's right. always moving. So um, I don't want to bash. Like I, I'm not. what I'm not saying is that people who, <laughs> who aren't believers don't find love with each other. They do. Right. Um, and they can have healthy, really, you know, healthy quote unquote relationships as Christians. However, we're called to a very like specific set of standards about how we're supposed to enter into relationships, maintain Mm -hmm. relationships, what our roles in those relationships are. Right. Um, and that just doesn't exist within Mm -hmm. the secular world. Okay. Or. It exists, but it's the parameters are very, very vague. Yeah, it's on a weak foundation. As Christ said, you know, when you follow me, when you follow my word, follow the things that I said, uh, it's like building your house on a rock, right? But anything else is sinking sand, right? Okay. I was seriously about to start singing that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Christ is solid, solid rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then why, why is that? Why is that true? The concept of a rock, I and mean, when and, and Jeff Durbin just preached on on the, I think it was Jeff Durbin talking about the or or maybe it was Zachary Conover talking about the rock, right? I think and it was the, Zach, yeah, 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 uh, Zach uh, talking about Christ being the rock, and it's an unmovable rock; it's a stone that can't break, right? Why, yeah, why that that imagery specifically? Right. God chose, you know, and that is specifically in in talking about. I mean, obviously, He's the rock; He can't move. And when you're in a, com- a covenant relationship. Um, especially with God that can't move, it's solid. It, it's not weak, right? And that's what marriages are supposed to be built on. So when we follow the word of God, we're putting our marriage on that solid rock. We want everything on that solid rock. Right. But the, the secular version of it, though, can sort of make a way for a successful marriage. It's also sinking sand, yes. right? It's not glorifying. There's some problems uh, in there. And, well, I mean... All you have is a roll of the dice to see if it's going to work right, out. Right, right. You know, it may land on the number that you want, but you really want to play with dice. Right. Um, yeah, I like I, I like that you brought brought all that in. So yeah, so I think that's really like the heart, the difference. Um, if you break it down simply between like a right. healthy Christian relationship and you know what the world views as healthy, so. Uh, we're, we don't, you know, here in the United States, um, a lot of what is portrayed in the me- media is, you know, rather representative, I think, collectively mm-hmm. um, of our like culture right. um, our non non Christian culture um, right. it, with what is seen as um, appropriate and mm-hmm. recommended and n- normal mm-hmm. um, and it's encouraged, it's exhorted. Um, you know, nobody would bat an eye, um, at it. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, cohabitation prior to marriage is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, immediately beginning sexual relationships at whatever age, right? Um, multiple partners, uh, what do you, Nick? Help me out here. Well, I mean, I, I'm looking at the concept of, you know, of cohabitation yeah, um, yeah. as well. And so the secular world will 
say, well, we should cohabit instead of getting married. And that's actually very popular right now. Yeah, yeah. As we see marriage uh, decrease. So cohabitating, this specific terminology, like it literally means whoever you live with. Really, yeah. So And that's actually the traditional use of the word. Right, like whoever is living, I cohabitate with my husband and my son. They live in this house. If I had a roommate, I would be doing the same thing. Right. If I had a dog, we would also cohabitate. But in terms of marriage, it's actually this. marriage and romantic relationships. Yeah, and romantic relationships. It's actually the the state of living together and like uh, having sexual relationship without being married. Right, right. So the idea or the concept we're referring to is cohabitating prior to marriage or without marriage, right? right and right. Um, statistically, I should have looked this statistic up. Um, this is a rather well-known one. And it's kind of trite. People re- report it a lot. But if you live with your partner prior to being married, you are more likely for that, like that relationship is more likely to end. Right. Um, I will find the statistics for that, guys, and we'll put it up. Well, I mean, website. we can we can um, freestyle that too as well, and uh, of why because we get we have a we have a biblical presentation of what marriage is supposed to be, and basically cohabitating uh, in that sense of romantic relationships is obviously sexual intimacy uh, is going to be involved in that. Yeah, that is reserved for the marriage bed. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that connects you. That's the oneness. It's a, it's a uh, that's a two coming together to be one, mm-hmm. right? That's that intimate connection, and that's the way we were designed. Mm-hmm. And when you have that covenant of marriage, you're most likely to be successful in that marriage. When you do that in marriage, uh, only because it 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 actually it, it you just said I do, and now you're one, yeah. right? Now, if you're one before you say I do, then all of that goes away when you do i mean eventually right Mm. you don't have that foundation or that rock uh prior before and so you're most likely to fail in that marriage well so i'll yeah i'll find like the 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 research that i'm quoting is actual is like it's secular research it's worldly research Mm -hmm. and so they do not offer those types of the explanation you just offered is not the explanation that they would offer in terms of explaining Yes, I don't see it. Um, so the the way they would explain why cohabitating is um, detrimental to the long term health, of, you know, sustaining a relationship mm-hmm. is different than how we as Christians would understand that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I will I'll find those statistics and we'll put them up on the website right. for you guys so you can take a look and maybe we'll even add them to like Instagram right. story or something. And then you, you got to think about the physiological response too as well. Well, okay. I think we're jumping uh, jumping the gun a little bit here. So you said something a couple of minutes ago, covenant relationship. Can you mm-hmm. explain to everybody for the people in the back that may not know what what do you mean by a covenant relationship. Well, and don't like, I don't mean like full lecture series, but no. And what I'm not saying is that a covenant, uh, because a lot of people go, well, it's an agreement between, you know, one person and another, but it is deeper than that when you're talking about a biblical covenant. Yes. Right. 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 Um, and so it's not a contract Mm -hmm. uh, at all. You're not signing a contract and we agree, uh, with this. It's a biblical foundation that unifies and bonds one person to another it, when, if we're talking about covenant in marriage right the covenant um, of marriage it, right 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 but there's actually three right well three two people one god 
three persons in right, there, right, right, right. Um, that are that are that are a part of that covenant, right? It's not a it's not just a quote unquote binding between you and your spouse. It's mm-hmm. a binding among mm-hmm. you, your spouse, and God. Yeah. And that's the collective right. uh, covenant uh, right. of marriage. And it's supposed to reflect our covenant relationship with God, too, mm-hmm. as well. So you have a husband who's in covenant relationship with God. You have a wife who's in covenant relationship with God. And that husband and wife comes together to both have a marriage that reflects that same covenant that they have individually with God. Mm-hmm. And that's the oneness uh, on that. And then, of course, there's categories on how you're supposed to lead your wife, uh, what a wife, um, um, what a wife's duties are, what a man's duties are. And those are, right, you know, that's a, like, yeah, um, those are you know, different categories and different right. topics. And that, yeah, that's a but. whole, oh, that's probably multiple podcasts. Um, we, we can get into that later, but yeah. So I think, um, and maybe, maybe this is like where I should share a little bit more like about my, my own personal history. Um, when you are in a relationship that does not have an objective standard of holiness at its center that you can orient yourself to. It is utter madness and chaos. And I speak to that very personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became a Christian. Um, oh my gosh, it's going to be like 11, close to 11 years ago now. Mm. Um, and uh, my um, when I was saved, when God saved me, I was engaged to my first husband who mm-hmm. was uh, like I had been prior to salvation, mm-hmm. a militant atheist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I got counseled wise counsel from, Oh my gosh, so many people from Jeff. I will never forget the conversation that I had with Jeff, even though he probably, <laughs> he probably doesn't remember it. Yeah, so many of them. Uh, yeah. So many of them. Right. Um, but he sat me down um, and looked at me in the eye, even though I was having trouble kind of looking at him, um, total like shame response and just not wanting to deal with the fact that I was engaged to be married to a man who had a, an entirely different world worldview than me, um, who was not a pro, I mean, so far from professing belief right and scripture is extremely clear about how christians are supposed to yoke themselves Mm -hmm. to other christians and um i remember him sitting with me and saying robin the problem here the like you are going to come to me you are going to come to me and you are going to say you know my ex your ex-husband right (laughs) we can call him Mr. T, um, did X, Y, and Z. And if, if he was a believer, I would call him to me. We would discuss what, you know, what was going on. If he was sinful, I would call him to repentance. I can hold him accountable. He's like, I have no authority, no influence. I have no way of protecting you if your husband is not believing and I knew everything he was saying was true. I knew it. Um, and I was, I was a baby Christian, which is just an explanation, not an excuse, because there are lots of baby Christians who 
wouldn't have chose chosen to do what I did, which was to get married to him right, anyway. Right. Um, and you know, I will tell you like that relationship, that marriage, um, ended after like so much pain and heart heartache that could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. Um, if I had simply been obedient and faithful to what God was calling to me, calling me to do so many years ago. Anyway, so that's a little bit about me. Well, I appreciate your candor <laughs> on that. It, it, it's not always easy to talk about um, sin and, and the things that you should have done and now know. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, but I knew then. Let me be very clear. Yeah. Like, I knew then. I knew what I was doing. I, I had no misconception at all about what you needed to do, what right? I needed to do, what God was calling me to do. And it was like torturous internally. Talk about it, chaos, right? And, mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I think back then, like pieces of me really, truly wishing that I didn't believe mm -hmm. because it would be so much easier for me to just run and hide in my emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but God is glorious and he's, oh, I can't, I don't even, know that person anymore when I think of her you know that's a good thing um but yeah it, it was um and now you're giving people the same advice that Jeff I am I am absolutely you. giving yeah. people that advice yeah. so the, our our culture here in the United States indoctrinates us from the time that we are small that sex is frivolous and unimportant, meaningless, um, that it's no big deal, MBD, right? That right. you should do it with as many people as mm -hmm. often as you can. Um, and like no regrets, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no regrets. Mm -hmm. um, cohabitation is encouraged. Mm -hmm. um, we've I've got some interesting statistics for you guys here in just a couple minutes about divorce rates in the U.S. Um, by states. <laughs> Um, but w which actually surprisingly, well, I mean, maybe not surprisingly, but it, the overall like general population divorce rate for the U S is falling. Less hmm. people are getting divorced, but less people are getting married. Right. 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 Which so is why we're seeing it. And I then, think so. And then we're also seeing marriage at a later age when the, True. they're spent and they don't want any more relationships. Right, any, anymore. <laughs> right. The single life is done. Done. Yeah, they in. just don't want to die alone. I know. So, and if you would yeah. just sit, sit for a second and think about that. That right. like what they've been doing has burnt them out, has ruined them emotionally, physically, mm -hmm. maybe even have a couple kids now. Right. right? right. Now, not all P's are Q's, but most are in this case. Right. And uh, uh, and that's what we're talking about. The right. general atmosphere of that. Exactly. So it's just it's encouraged to make the things that God says are holy and sacred and and. Mm -hmm specified specifically for certain relationships, certain circumstances, um, are treated as just not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and we see, I mean, like how many people do you guys know that live like this? Mm -hmm. How many of you guys as Christians are still living like this? Mm -hmm. Right. It's everywhere and it's normalized for us. Mm -hmm. Um, like, uh, Oh my gosh, uh, two and a half men. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see that show, Nick? Oh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen before they added, Ash even after they added Ashton Kutcher, he did a good job. Oh, really? See, I never enjoyed it. I mean, the show. I didn't yeah. finish it. Yeah, it's not, it's silly. It's really yeah. ridiculous. But essentially, it's like the story of two bachelors and all mm -hmm. like 
Charlie Sheen character is like a man whore mm-hmm. who's like carousing. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't yeah, want any right. commitment. You know, it, it, my whole point of what I'm saying is it's just it's normalized mm. in our culture. We're inundated with this idea that relationships don't need to, especially romantic relationships, you can just treat kind of mm-hmm. like flippantly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what like what is that your experience? Is that what you've? I mean, uh, prior to Christ, it's exactly what I did. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Personally, I, I didn't mean yeah. personally, but yeah, I just met your observation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as, well, you know, since you talked about um, um, what you went through and uh, as a uh, as a married woman, um, I guess I'll talk uh, uh, about um, what I went through um, um, in. Uh, prior to Christ in my relationships uh, as well. I would qualify myself as having a, a process addiction uh, of sexual addiction. Okay. Um, I, I'm self-diagnosing, but it was there. Anybody would diagnose me that it's, <laughs> it's really not hard to diagnose yourself when you have that kind of thing. Well, um, I mean, there are still people that kind of, well, the term like sex addiction, That'll be an entirely different podcast. Yeah, totally yeah, right. Um, and so um, <laughs> I was always looking for uh, one night stands and I was always looking for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I swiped right constantly, oh, okay. even if I didn't like the picture. Mm, right? I gotcha, yeah, yeah. The more times you swipe right, the I've more never, chances you have a match. I've literally yeah. never been on one of those. I've, oh, never, even, like, was, I've was, never even looked at someone's phone. I was all over the place. Yeah. And now, I did have, I wouldn't say a solid relationship, but a relationship that lasted for a little bit. It was probably the only one that I've ever had. That was more, that wasn't, you mean that, that wasn't like, just based off of, you know. Uh, when are you available? When are you available? Okay. You want to go do something kind of thing. I got you. But it was an actual relationship where we said I love you and all that stuff okay right and that probably started when I was 18 ended around mid-20 kind of thing like that mid right? wait 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 you when you were 20 years old um uh, no mid-20s mid-20s um, okay. yeah maybe it may be a little less so maybe early 20s like 23 okay you know what I mean? so right? like five years four or five yeah, years five, five or six years okay. right right but then on and off throughout that you know it even wasn't. after that you know what i mean it was just always a, it was oh. always a strange connection going back uh to this uh to this person so wait a minute okay yeah. just for clarity you guys were together solidly yeah. for five or six years yeah then you broke up yeah and then you were in and out and then it was okay. just in and out of each other's lives i gotcha that. okay so yeah that's a long time yeah um and uh that kind of messed me up too as well were you living together uh, at one point, oh, okay. yeah, for a few months, uh, okay. and then she went off, kind of thing, um, and uh, that kind of messed me up sexually. Um, uh, and so I'll, I'll, I'll go for it uh, that way. I was always, I, I, it got down to the point where she left uh-huh. uh, that I couldn't even sleep in my own bed. I was, I didn't want to sleep in my own bed or anything because I was alone. Uh-huh. And so after that, I went on a rampage of sexual, uh, uh, you know, of. Uh, wanting to have sex with oh, a lot of yeah. people. Okay, um, that's when the drugs started taking place, and it kind of inflated that uh, gotcha. as well. And so the um, intimacy I had uh, in that prior relationship, I was always trying to gain, recreate in my yeah, recreate uh, without the relationship bond, but in the sexual bond kind right. of thing like that. And I just went off the rails uh, with that. Spiraled. It spiraled out of control. 
um, I wasn't a very faithful partner too as well. I cheated all the time okay. as well. So I, uh, obviously that craving of sex was still there. And I can go into why um, and, you know, past, but that, that's not neither here or there. Uh, I was not prepared for relationships. I did not know what a relationship was. I did not know what love is. And that's exactly why I, well, I wasn't a very good boyfriend, that's for sure. And I certainly wasn't a very um, uh, well-minded person on the intimacy uh, with other individuals. And that's kind of just a brief story. If you want to know a little bit more, I have a, I have a blog that actually talks a, a little bit about this in more in deeper oh, context, yeah. which I'll, maybe I'll post uh, for you guys to listen to um, about that. Um but uh, what the more heartbreaking situation is that now I do know what a relationship is inside of Christ. Yeah. And he's taught me uh, what a husband is and what a man is supposed to be uh, and what relationship and what covenant means. That um, though I have joy in the newness of that knowledge and hope to one day walk in that and give that to another partner, it's also heartbreaking to understand the destruction that I caused another individual because of my... Um, flippant attitude about sex oh, and, yeah. and, and relationships and we do hurt each other yes. uh, with these kinds of things um our responses and our minds of intimacy are bonded uh, your soul doesn't know that you st didn't stick a ring on that finger yeah and so your design is going to take over as it was designed to do and that's why there's so much heartbreak i believe in relationships yeah with, with intimacy before marriage yeah. um wow wow thank you so much nick for, I mean, yeah, and that's the soft story. By the right. way. Well, so. I've I've heard the harder one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I just appreciate you being being willing to um share your experience like that. Sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, so as somebody who's very educated in in human behavior, human mm. relationships, community, um, <laughs> I've had like. A I have a cornucopia, right, of my mm -hmm. own personal experiences that just come out of not at truly at first not even being aware that that God, well, I mean, at, well, growing up like that wasn't a part of my life at all. I was um, I did not grow up in a Christian household, so mm -hmm. I there I, nobody ever gave me any structure in terms of like this is what God says about these things instead i got taught by my parents mostly my dad and you know by the world this is what society says about sex this is what society says about marriage mm -hmm. um and this is what is okay and what is, is acceptable and it oh my gosh i think about this so often um the pain the heartache uh i mean like devastation that would have been spared mm. um if I had like if my salvation had occurred earlier and if I had had good discipleship in this area and mm -hmm. that's really ultimately like my hope for this conversation that we're having is that you hear what we're saying um, because we're talking we're speaking to you from a scriptural basis mm -hmm. you know um, and like from the personal experience both of us have had with the fallout when you are sinful and disobedient in this area. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy because people kind of have this mindset about, um, like we feel like it's unfair that God would deny us sin mm -hmm. that we want. Like you're not supposed to engage in sex before marriage guys. Mm -hmm. 
That is extremely clear. Mm-hmm. No one, no girls, no boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it feels like we're being, I mean, into some instances, like punished, mm-hmm. right? For singledom, I guess. <laughs> In mm-hmm. that way, um, but because the, we yearn for that, intimacy. because you, yeah. yeah, absolutely, and that makes sense. God created us for that intimacy, um, but the alternative is engaging in promiscuous sexual relationships with whoever people you're not going to marry, mm-hmm. right? At which point you open yourself up to what pregnancy? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a woman, obviously, or fatherhood if you're a man. Um, diseases heartache right mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to be like a like a dare commercial it really does defile you it, you know what i mean we can see this empirically i mean we the, get yeah. like it's god's like design around this is looked at as esoteric and outdated but if you actually look at what he says it protects you from all of the stuff that the like world says is fine mm-hmm. but actually results in single mothers broke right doing things they don't want to do to be both mother and father to children, right? And get, having sex with people. What did you say, Nick? Having sex with people um, that you have no intention of having children with, mm-hmm. just because you yeah bonds you to them. Like I said, your soul knows no difference. It, your soul didn't understand that you didn't stick a ring on that finger, so your design is going to stay take over and right, and you bring that person along. And let's just say you rail against that, right? And you go, uh, you know, one night stand, and I'm going to stick with that kind of thing like that. And you don't think about that person afterwards. Well, now your mind is shifted and how you look at women now or vice versa. Right. And so you start treating more people like that. And you're eventually going to run into somebody that doesn't want to be treated like that. Right. And you're going to use them like that, and you're going to hurt them. And then they're going to go off and do some some of the same patterns of behavior and enter into destruction themselves. Um, And, I mean, it, it goes back and forth and it's perpetuating in uh, in generations too as well you look at it this way when we started to deviate right just a little bit as a society it was well i have to be in love first right before i have sex right right no 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 no, no. i mean like as long as we're engaged yeah as long as we're engaged as long as we're engaged it's okay well and then it it, then it turned out well you know i have to get to know them Uh, i have to make sure that i'm in love and that they're right the right person that they're going to be the one Uh, then the potential engagement right right? (laughs) and then it turned out to be i just gotta like i just gotta well i gotta love them but i I don't need to think i'll marry them i just need to love them maybe we should just move in together and test the waters kind (laughs) of thing like that and then it turned into swipe right who cares Uh uh-huh right Right. right. So that generate and now and, and we understand the uh, the dest- even the secular world understands the destruction of that. Right. But they don't want to go back to the original design. They uh-huh. want to mitigate. So they want to find that sweet spot where they can still sin and be successful at the same time. And I'm telling you, good luck. It's not going to happen. Right. That's why we're in the situation where because generations will see you being a hypocrite uh-huh. and then go, you know what? I guess it doesn't matter. Right. And that's why we're into uh, in uh, I believe that's why we're at where we're at. Well, too. I think. Yeah, I think there are lots of reasons and layers, but I agree with you. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about John Gottman in our mm-hmm. communication episode. Right. Um, I remember him. Yeah, so but... if for any of you guys that are interested in looking at some of the psychology, like what the secular psychology says about healthy relationships. Right. He's a really good place to start. Um. The Gottman Institute is big money. Um, they do workshops and therapy for couples, retreats, all sorts of stuff. And they focus on healthy communication and um, 
uh, like emotional awareness, that kind of stuff. In essence, mm. they've made some pretty good observations. They just have a uh, problematic worldview. Um, yeah, they're not Christians, but there you'll see, you know, what they identify as, you know, risk factors for poor mm. relationships um, and then resiliency factors, right? Things that mm. encourage healthy relationships. Um, I'm not going to go through and repeat the stuff that we said in our communication episode. All that mm. stuff is really good to go listen to it. Um, I mean, and, and there are a plethora, ooh, I like that word, uh, of categories <laughs> that we can talk about. I mean, the mind frame of, uh, of today's culture, too, as well. We talked about selfishness and, and only appealing to what makes you happy hedonism. Right? Sure. Right? It's totally destructive. What's that look like in today's culture? Uh, well, it's, uh, you know, uh, emotional reasoning instead of logical reasoning kind of thing, right? Uh, we have an abundance of emotional reasoning um, and self-experience being uh, uh, dictating the truth instead of the other way around kind of thing. Um, if you bring that into a marriage, it's unsuccessful because everybody, well, listen, in the Bible, it says to be yoked with a Christian. Why? Well, if you look in the Old Testament, it was that that way too as well. It's because you'll worship their gods. Right. Well, if you have two entirely different worldviews, it's going to manifest that uh, in that same way. Somebody's going to be compromised because of their belief system. And if everybody's going to try to uh, defend their belief system inside a marriage, all you're going to be doing is arguing. Yep. And I know that the common now, uh, the common, you know, dating um, a trend and even we would yield to this so, is proximity. Right? right. I mean, we're going to date within our community, but I, we would we would hope that even in your proximity, you would look towards worldview as being your bond. Right. And of course, Christianity right. uh, is what we're defending in that regard. Yeah. So we've already kind of touched on this. We have the world has different standards for purity, mm -hmm. different expectations around that, um, about, you know, cohabitation standards and all that. Mm -hmm. um, I think another thing here that's encouraged in the United States, and I'd actually be really curious to hear what it's like in other places if it's similar Mm -hmm. or different um it long dating you know date for lots of years that can mean you're living together but date mm -hmm. for lots of years um long engagement so long dating long engagement right mm -hmm. and then get married mm -hmm. um if you get married at all i guess right right yeah you might just be used to just going out on dates on Friday, you know, sure. with the same person. Yeah, you just, you, you sit know. next to each other and you're just with each other all the time. Right. <laughs> I don't know why you don't get married. <laughs> you're living point, like right? you're married, guys. If right, you're right. living with somebody right now as a Christian, you guys are Christians. Mm -hmm. Repent. I, repent yeah. right now. Get your butt to your pastor and yeah. get married. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right, right. And, and, and let's boil it down when we mean by living together. You guys are having sex. Yes. You know what I mean? That's you're not sleeping on the couch and they're, they're in the other room <laughs> and you're just waiting. I don't know what you're doing living together. Yeah. That's the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I again, there could be a situation sure, where right. somebody could be homeless. So, you know, you, well, you bring right. them in. Circumstances but, might dictate listen, safety. Yeah, we're not talking about that. No, no, you we're guys talking, are having sex If you guys are having sex, right. <laughs> yes. If you guys are engaging in premarital sexual relationship, right. you either break up or you right. get married. Yeah. You're living like you're married. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um that, that you can hear Toby. There you go. <laughs> he's, well, he's agreeing. That's what he's, he's doing. agreeing. <laughs> um yeah. So I think um we'll uh 
we get move into what, you know, more, I mean, we've been talking a lot about what God says about marriage specifically, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the platform that we're standing on that rock mm-hmm. we're standing on in terms of what God says about healthy romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can, I'll give you guys the statistics about, um, right. marriage in the U S. Um, like we already said in a God, in a, in a relationship between two Christians, mm-hmm. Even if you're not acting like it, Christ is the center of that relationship, mm-hmm. right? Even if you're acting like you don't believe that or you're unaware of it or yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, he still is because you don't usurp the right. king of kings. Right. That's just where he sits. Right. Um, so that's important. I think um, just to kind of bounce off what I was saying about like in the secular world, it's long dating, long engagement, mm-hmm. then marriage if if marriage at all. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we see in the Bible, Nick, what, in terms of like engagement and getting married? Well, obviously we have a whole book dedicated. That would be the song of Solomon, uh-huh. <laughs> And you know what I mean? And obviously he says, she says, don't wake love before it's time kind of thing. And we were always talking about that, but we can go back to the garden as okay. well. Right. Um, and that, um, uh, and that a man leaves his, you know, uh, uh, uh mother and father, mother and father, and it is joined, uh, to his wife and it says to hold fast. Now that is a ca- actually a command to the man to hold fast to his wife. Okay. Thing like that. Um, and that's very interesting in that regard too as well. Now there is a general command to the wife. You don't get a divorce obviously, but holding fast to somebody means that you're the protector, that you're the leader, that you're the one, that you're the, you're that rock. Right. And of course that would, should come from God on there. And I, I really want men to actually think about the fact that they were commanded to hold fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and then, of course, the wife submitting to the husband understands that he's going to hold her fast and that she doesn't have to worry about being abandoned. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So start to think about relationships in that way. Right? I'm going to hold fast to you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be left alone. I'm the one that's taking care of you. You used to be under the submission to your father. But I'm the one. That's why we give the daughter yeah. away. Right. So if we realize um, we're using language that some of you guys might not like with regard to um, a really. Touchy, I'm reformed. I don't even think about that uh, a really yeah. touchy topic. Um, and obviously, I think it's pretty clear, like how Nick and I believe about that. Um, but we, you know, we encourage you guys to read your Bibles and to seek wise counsel about um, the roles of a man and a, a woman within a marriage, mm-hmm. a Christian marriage, um, and the structure mm-hmm. of that. Um, and if you guys have questions, you know, you can always reach out to us. Um, but that what God says about a healthy relationship includes these things. So we have mm-hmm. to talk about them. Um, and I believe truly, truly, truly believe like when, you've got a spouse, a husband and a spouse, a wife that faithfully and obediently mm-hmm. submit themselves to scripture and to, mm-hmm. to God, those roles manifest. Right. I, I, really without. This is, this is a safeguard. And remember we're having to deal with the curse of the fall as right. well. And I'm not just talking about sin in general. If you look at the individual recurses that man received, man, uh, Adam, Eve, Satan, creation, 
cursed at all, right? Uh, um, he looks at the man and says, you're going to sweat through thorns and thistles. You will work, which means you're going to suffer your day-to-day life, and you're the one that works, and you're the one that takes care of everything, and you're the one that builds everything up, and it's going to stink for you after this. Mm-hmm. You, used to, you're go- you were going to do it in joy. Now you're going to do it in pain. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the wife. And says, you will desire your husband, but he shall rule over you. Right. Now, that word desire is the same word that they used when he cursed Cain or when he told Cain, sin desires to have you. Mm-hmm. It's not just a desire like I long for my husband. No, no. It's an overtaking. And that's right. why the rule and that women generally feel oppressed by men because they want to. That's the curse. They're not on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. That's what they think. Right. The covenant relationship with God, because Christ has conquered evil, has reconciled that. Right. Has and, restored. Right. But mm-hmm. you deviate from that design. You're right back into the curse. Right. And it's a pro- it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem, and, and that's what we see it. Who have been married a long time, I believe, honestly, if they if they sit with themselves, can mm-hmm. attest to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, even some people who haven't been married long at all, probably, right, can attest to this. So, and that's why we have headships and roles right. in marriage to avoid that. Or really, it's a good, it's a great design. And that's why I'm a complimentary. Yeah, so. it is a really good design. Right. Um, same. So uh, we've been talking about marriage. Like, I know this isn't, well, maybe we should title this episode, like, psychology of, like, healthy marriage. But right. um, the reason that we're emphasizing marriage so much as Christians is why, Nick? Because Christians are commanded to pursue such things. Yeah. <laughs> um, get married. Get married. Get yeah. married. It's a picture Mm-hmm. of Christ's relationship, his love, his sacrifice to the church, mm-hmm. with the church. I mean, we are his bride. Mm-hmm. That is the picture that marriage paints. If you and look back- enjoy each other. Yeah. Right? Don't be afraid to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Be excited to get pregnant. Right? right? If it, it, there's no more. I mean, I want to experience it myself, kind of, of uh, not pregnancy, but <laughs> <laughs> but I want to have a child. I want to have a wife. Why? Because I now understand the human condition in such a way uh, that God has presented it to me in His Word, and I go, well, this seems like it's a good thing. It used to be a repulsive thing to me because that I couldn't live individually and pursue hedonism. Sure. Now, Selfish. yeah. Now I have to love my neighbor, and I go, well, I. I want to love a really close neighbor. Right. One uh, that sleeps in my bed with me. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't mind if my cold toes, like, yeah, right, you know, yeah, right. touch them at night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, well, maybe that. But, um, <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know if that was the part of we'll the deal. We'll buy your wife some socks, Nick. But so, I mean, and then I start to understand that it is a part of my design and that I yearn for that. Now, right. it's weird how that got created because, you know, I had to have that shift in mind and it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm with God now. So I should get married. You know? Yeah. I mean? Right. 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 Every right. Please. Yeah. We're not, yeah. everybody is at a different spot. With that this. desire got put in there as yeah. I followed Christ. Right. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was coming off a drug addiction and I exhort, I still exhort and it, it. Maybe it's a secular thing, but I go, just don't pursue any relationships within like a year if you're, you're struggling with drugs, like just yeah, chill, yeah. give yourself your body and your brain, find out who right. God is, find out who you are. And then, chance. then maybe, maybe 
just chill. Yeah, right? get well. <laughs> just, get well. Yeah, get well. get well before you mess somebody else. Um, uh, but uh, that's my exhortation to anybody that's struggling with that. And that's why I have delayed myself for so long, or at least at the beginning. Now, um, when you you mean like kept yourself from yes, pursuing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I have a lot of work to do. Let's just let's just work do on it. that. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's just do the you know, work. Way, yeah, yeah. And then if you, I mean, you, you you hit the nail on the head when you said get married. Yeah. That used to be the cultural exor, uh, exhortation. Expectation, yeah. yeah. A- and expectation. Yes, yeah, uh, is to get married. Yeah, now, get married. There, there, sometimes there was a, some shame coupled into that well, because if you didn't, for whatever reason, you're like, oh, what is this guy up to? Is he a, is he a hound dog or where does this one, is, is this woman not attractive kind of thing like that? Wait, there was, what? So when when you when people heard get married, if they didn't, sometimes uh, they would feel that shame, right? Oh, Something's wrong with them oh, if they didn't get it. Oh, and hear me oh, out, I'm oh, not I'm saying. Sorry. That. Oh, yeah. okay. I so did not understand. I, now yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Now you do. Right. 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 So a lot of the times, in the the name of safety, we want to deviate from that. You know that yeah. that expectation and that exhortation. Right. But hear me. This is what we need to rectify. Keep the expectation and then also tell the individual if they don't, it's it, it, you're fine. You know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. wrong with you. It just hasn't happened. That's fine. We'll help you. Whatever. Right. Um, you you know, uh, that's what the community uh, uh, of Christ inside the church is supposed to do and uplift you. Right. Of course. Um, I've had even and um, I've e- even had women uh, in church uh, approach me and go, hey, you know, you know play matchmaker it's, oh, a, it's, yeah, it's yeah. cute you know what i mean i like it i like that <laughs> especially the older women they love doing uh-huh. that. Think like that that's what we do with each other fine um and uh and it's great but um um but that used to be that standpoint get married why because we understand the healthy right relationship of marriage right right right, right. and i think we've obviously we've deviated yeah we've that. lost that yeah. a lot right i think um so the goal as a Christian, your goal for dating somebody should be to determine whether or not you two are suitable for each other in marriage. Marriage is the goal, right? Marriage is the goal. So guess what that protects you from? Mm-hmm. It protects you from engaging in any relationship, romantic relationship, before you are e- able physically and mentally to be married. Mm-hmm. So that means you need to be an adult at least emotionally Mm -hmm. right okay so you're not ready to lead yeah you're not um even engaging in relationships that could leave you brokenhearted Mm -hmm. or lead you to sexual like immorality Mm -hmm. right sexual sin Mm -hmm. um unwanted unplanned x y and z Mm -hmm. right um so if your understanding of marriage right and that your goal in dating as a christian is mm-hmm. to find someone that you can yoke yourself to mm-hmm. right thereby completing that picture mm-hmm. you don't date frivolously mm-hmm. you just yeah you don't have a summer you date, fling, you know? no you date with intention and purpose yeah. and it guards your heart from all of that other crap that the world says is okay mm-hmm. um so I think, you know, long dating in the secular world, short-ish mm-hmm. <laughs> dating, um, long enough to know, to get to know who they are, mm-hmm. you know, um, but short, shorter than the worldly you know, average the two year dating, shorter yeah. than the worldly average engagement, right? right? right. Um, and long marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Shh. 
short date, short engage, long marriage. So you have eternity to uh, to find out a lot of things mm-hmm. <laughs> about uh, about your spouse. Get the foundations first, kind of thing. And I I love when uh, you know Christians uh, are especially a reform type, they they, st- they tend to sit down and go, okay, what's your views about marriage? What's your views about children? What's your eschatology? <laughs> and if they all lined up, all right, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> let's do this. When you say all eternity, you yeah. mean... Death, I mean in his life. You mean yeah, till death not, do us yeah, part. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's just clarify. Right, right. Um, Forever. Yeah. So we're, I, I didn't plan on talking about any of the like, divorce like divorce what how what god says is okay for what is biblical divorce and i think that's a discussion that's um in and of itself right i mean briefly i mean before i don't want to go uh, into that uh but briefly it's um just tell them the scripture that they can find to that yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll look that up right now but it is adultery and uh yeah, things like that um so, so yeah and and if you guys are interested in us talking about the psychology of divorce in another episode let us know and we're happy to do that um, so yeah, so I think the whole point of this is if you're a Christian, go find yourself a Christian boyfriend or girlfriend, um, work towards marriage, work towards children, um, be a rebel in this modern world, right? Have lots of kids and live, you know, a life of self-sacrifice to neighbor, which starts with your family, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to do those things. It's it's part of, um, it's, I mean, the most glorious design in existence because it's God's design. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, we hope. Is there anything like... Did you want to tell people the scripture, Nick? Well, I mean, um, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 32, it starts addressing those. So read that. Read the whole Sermon on the Mount. But yeah. Start with chapter 5. And then also Matthew 19, uh, verse 9, starts talking about it. Okay. And then Paul in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 7, verse okay. 15, talks about that too as well. Awesome. And if you wrap all those up, you will see that it's actually dealing with covenant. So covenant breaking. I gotcha. If maybe we can even include those scripture addresses in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. So Nick, I thought it would be interesting to just for fun go through some of the divorce statistics. Mm-hmm. Um. In the United States, so all these statistics are coming from the 2019 census. Mm-hmm. Um. By well, actually, we should start this. Um. I would like you to guess, actually. Mm-hmm what state has the highest divorce rate and then what state has the lowest divorce rate. Um, but these rates are based just so that you guys know on um, uh, like with each individual state and then overall as a nation per mm-hmm. 1000 people. Mm. Okay. So that's the base <laughs> that we're at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what, well, what do you think the divorce rate is currently? I mean, nationally. Yeah, nationally. I think the so worst this is, sometimes. This is per 1,000 people. I I think the worst sometimes, and I'm not very good at uh, guessing jelly beans in a jelly jar kind of thing like that. Um, uh, I'm going to say 43% uh, national rate of divorce. Okay, so the, okay. Um, according to the CDC, the, well, how do we, I don't know how much we trust yeah, the that's, CDC like, anymore. It's like a bad name. I now. know. The current divorce rate is only 29 
uh, per 1,000 individuals. Um, However, ready, this is based on that 2019 census, right? Only 45 states and the District of Columbia submitted enough data to be considered. Okay, so that left Indiana, California, Hawaii, New Mexico, and Minnesota as states not counted mm. so that we might take that with a grain of salt yeah i was like i was looking at collectively and i go well half the people in america get the divorce kind of thing. Yeah, that's what i was thinking. right like so. one in one in two marriages yeah. end a yeah. divorce okay for 1,000 people that, that makes sense. in 2017 approximately 787,251 divorces were granted in america including wow. mine i think I, wow yeah so, like a divorce lawyer it's a shame that uh, divorce lawyers have job security. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what do you think the highest, what is the state with the highest divorce rate? Nick. And I almost want to, you know, like I want to say California or New York. Yeah. I can see why you would want to say that. Why? But I'm thinking those <laughs> those states don't even want to get married. Right? Yeah, probably. Because of the liber- I, I'm thinking of the liberal atmosphere on that. Uh, more people are not getting married. So I'm going to say it's an obscure state, but I, I, I'm going to... Uh, so something like Alabama? <laughs> well, <laughs> so Alabama is, a par- is on this list. Yeah. Um, but according to this specific article, and we'll link it in the show notes for you guys. Yeah. Nevada technically is. See, I should have thought of that. <laughs> Nevada and Maine yeah, beat out for the highest divorce rates. Um, and then Wyoming. Wow. Right. I know. I would totally have guessed California for some reason. Maybe well, people are just happier at the beach. <laughs> I think it. Well, I think it would be if they got married. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's you probably know. yeah a big right. factor. Um, let's see. Illinois has one of the lowest. Hawaii has one of the lowest. Mm. Um, Utah. Anyway, it's that's interesting. So, and you know, uh, Hawaii's got that concept of ohana uh, family. family. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, when you have that as a staple marker, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see why divorce would be low. Yeah. So um, we, we can learn from that virtue. We way. definitely yeah. can. Um, yeah. So we hope that we hope this was helpful. We hope. Um, you guys have, a, I mean, if you didn't have a clear understanding before, we hope you have a clear understanding about what God says makes a healthy relationship. Um, you know, we didn't talk about things like what for sure make an unhealthy one, like abuse and, um, manipulation. But if you guys want like a more forensically dark the things to avoid in relationships mm. we we can go that route maybe in another episode yeah i mean i really wanted to talk about the uh, the physiological responses of intimacy and i think that is another topic because mm-hmm. i can talk for days about that and why we feel such a bond uh, to these per- uh, to the people to, that to, we to, have yeah, sex mm-hmm. with and why it was a good thing and why we're created for that and why our body works the way it does in response to that it's actually glorious right if done right you know what I mean? So and, maybe uh, we, so. we just set this up at, like for a part two yeah. in the next yeah, little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what you think about the episode. You know, like, subscribe, share, all yes, that stuff. Everybody. You know what I mean? 
Um, and we hope you have a, a you know happy Valentine's Day. We hope you had yesterday, yes, right? Yeah, have a happy. Uh, uh, we hope you had a happy Valentine's Day, <laughs> and uh, we love you guys for uh, for listening. And may you and your Valentine take courage, because Christ has overcome the world. Love you guys. Love you. <laughs>